This is CliffCentral.com. This show contains adult content. If you find it offensive, please go to the CliffCentral.com website where there's a show for you. Cliffcentral.com. It is Friday morning. This is on radio. This is unscripted. And without a doubt, this is most definitely uncensored. Sex Talk with John T. Searle. And Claire is here. I am. And that is so cool. Thank you for having me. After being so full of cuck this morning. Um, okay. <laughs> I think I was very well behaved, but that's fine. Well, we don't want you to be well behaved. <laughs> That's the whole point. <laughs> right. <laughs> it is really cool that you are here. And I must have you in the studio. Yes, thank you for having me and thank you for so, inviting me back. Love it. It's very, very cool. Cool. So let's see if you are any smart this morning. No. Can I answer it? Chocolate starfish. Twitter bag. Calipagian. Today's dirty dictionary word is pluviophile. Oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> Dirty dictionary word. Pluviophile. Hmm. So last week this word was very appropriate. Okay. Um, so maybe think about the sky, weather. If you know what a pluviophile is, WhatsApp us on 079-748-2090. If you have had sex with a robot, sex with a doll, if you've had sex with a melon. I thought you were going to say man. Mm. A man. Well, melon. Man, a melon. I mean, why not? Oh, I was hearing about American footballs as well. There's yeah. a fetish for American okay. football. That's an interesting mm, one. I don't know. So, if you have any of those, if you enjoy remote control vibrators, all sorts of things to do with tech and wires and phones and sex and things, Message us, 079-748-2090. We would love to hear about that. Take a guess at what a pluviophile might be. I want to say something to do with feathers, but a plume is something to do with Mm. feathers. So that's obviously not it. Pluvial. I have absolutely no idea. Okay, well, towards the end of the show, I will tell you what a pluviophile is. Okay. 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 So, Mm. we're talking about sex and technology. Yes. And I was talking to somebody on the way here, and she said something interesting. She said, like, the way it's going, and I actually read about this yesterday, is that it's going to go from objects to kind of brain stimulation. Okay. Where your certain areas of your brain that are activated by sex or that activates your sexuality right. can be stimulated. That's very interesting. So at the moment, there's one lab in America somewhere, a research lab, that's actually doing that. Okay. So it comes down to, are you looking for... Are you looking to get off or are you looking for connection? Yeah. 
And essentially, I think that's the thing. Because when we spoke about it last time and we mm. were talking about the people that were actually inventing the robots or, mm. or developing them, um, a lot of those, the, the documentary that I watched and a lot of research I've done, those people haven't connected with people with because a lot of the inventors were men, they hadn't connected with women on a different level, mm. you know, on that connection kind mm. of level. There was nothing. It was just physical, just kind of getting off. And I think that was very important to them. They hadn't found the friend that they needed or the stimulation that they needed yeah. to, to. So I think if, if you're looking at, at getting the brain going, and I, that's very important. I mm. think it's important for a lot of people. It probably helps that feeling of love, um, intimacy, all that kind of stuff. You know, you, you've, you've got to get the brain going. Mm. I know sex is a release and, you know, you, a lot of, some people can have sex with anyone. It's that you don't need that whole intimacy issue to come mm. up. But, um, yeah, I think we're initially when we spoke about the robot side of things, it was just to, Climax, and yeah. you didn't have to cuddle the cold little the Terminator afterwards, kind of thing. Yeah. So, so it would be very interesting to see what develops from getting the mm. mind going. It's interesting what you said there is that I am curious if any woman has been involved in the development of a sex robot. Yeah. Um. The the again the the documentaries that I've watched and things. A lot of wives are very supportive of it, and maybe, you know. Maybe they have lecherous husbands and it gives them five minutes break if he's tinkering around with his sex robot kind of thing. But I don't, I, I'm not sure. You know, that's, that's yeah. the only So I see that as a problem in a relationship. <laughs> you know, totally. from my point of view, somebody comes along and she says, oh, I'm only too happy that he has sex with this robot. <laughs> yeah. I would say, You have issues. No, I you need to come completely. see me. You need to go see somebody else because <laughs> you have issues. There is no, no question. No, I agree of that. completely. But you, I, the, the, one wife that I'm thinking of specifically, I think she, she was very supportive on camera, but I just had this vision of her rolling her eyes behind, behind the scenes, yeah. you know, so you, you just, you never know with these women. Absolutely. And as long as she's supporting him, I suppose. And just because it's on Facebook or YouTube does not mean it's true. No. So. Oh my goodness. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, um, yeah. I, it would be interesting. I will have a little look and see if there are any mm. women and we will, yeah. We will talk about that in a sec. So I asked you about the robots. What do they actually do? Like what are the sex acts that they can actually be used for? I mean, I guess there's the standard thing. Mm. They have a mouse, they have a yoni, they have an anus. Mm. Mm. And they have a a lingam. So lingam, (laughs) for those who don't know, is the tantric word for a cock. It means staff of life. Yes. Oh, wow. I need to say something before I carry on. I got such a cool message this morning from somebody in San Francisco. He listens to the show every week. I'm not going to put his real name. Tantra Massage San Francisco, thank you. I so appreciate your message. And it is so cool to just be able to sit here and talk to people around the world. And know that you're reaching people. Thank you. What did they say? Enjoys the show every week. Oh, lovely. And I really, really appreciate that. Thank you. Is it you. early to get up for them as well, isn't well, it? Well, remember, the there's a night. podcast. Oh, of course. See. Oh, of course. Yeah. So yes. they download and listen at their leisure. Probably. <laughs> Perfect. Um, <laughs> yes. So thinking about what these robots can do. Yeah. What um, sort of what I've seen and I'm, when uh, the last time I spoke to you and up until now, a lot of these robots were still in development stages. You know, it's it's obviously an idea that's out there and a lot of people sort of rushing to try and develop the same thing or develop something that will work. Um, 
when they were presented on stage, a lot of them didn't really work and couldn't do anything. Um, and yeah, a lot of them kind of the, the one that I can think of specifically, she is just a very pretty. Or a fist to put it in, I think, okay. you know, so I think she, she, to me, she just looked like a sex doll that mm. would then, you know, her, the only thing that I, f- I found, she could twist her head from side to side. And I found that a bit, I mean, what does that matter kind of thing? Yeah. But that's some, like according to porn, you know, that's a sign of arousal and passion. Oh, yes. 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 And every shake of the head <laughs> yeah. and, you know, the hair is going go, all go, over. Go. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So the um the male um robot that mm. I saw developed obviously had a cock, mm-hmm. a very big one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was quite a shock. It was a shock a cock. Shock cock. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite a big one. Um and basically he's been developed to move his pelvis forward and back. Okay. So you can Position him flat on his back and do whatever you need to do there, or you can put him on all fours and do what you need to do there. So he was, and I suppose you can have a on and off switch, and mm. that just works. I just, how fiddly would it be to try and get him on top of you? Mm. Is my only, you know, and because I'm sure they're not lightweight. No, these things. No, and it was very it the way he was the way it was presented how the setting was set up it just looked like that might be quite painful and mm. dangerous you know if you also in the moment of passion you push the wrong button and there it is going for it you know you you just i don't know i don't know how that would work mm. well um i suppose if if she was on top and riding it, it would be a different story different, but yeah. yeah but him on top was a bit odd i thought mm. um what do these dolls cost i would have to look that up, but I'm sure they're, I mean, there's nothing in, they're, they're all in production at the moment. Okay. These men, these men, these gents that were putting these dolls together are spending their life savings trying to mm. get this thing going. And I think if any of them develop something successful, I think they would really coin it. But I mean, to be honest, they're, they're really bankrupting themselves just mm. to get these things going, you know? It's fascinating. I was thinking about this. Um, this morning, mm. and I was thinking about the amount of time and effort and energy that people have spent on expanding sex. Yeah. In in the virtual world, but it's I mean, a need, isn't yeah. it? It's it's a want and it's simple economics, yeah. really. I mean, I remember reading some stuff for for one of the shows that we did, and I, and I was looking at photography, right, and thinking that. I mean, I don't remember the exact date that the first pictures were taken. They were called daguerreotypes. Yes, and. Literally, like the second or third photograph ever taken was of a nude woman. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. And it's kind of, that was it, you know. Yeah. From there, people have spent so much time and effort and money and thought yeah. and creativity expanding. Well, that's the thing, constantly trying to find a to, new way to, yeah. to, you know, yeah. Yeah, and there's a great movie, if you haven't seen it, it's called The Middleman. Oh, yes. And The Middleman is about the first internet payment gateway. Yes. And the first internet payment gateway was for an adult site, for a porn site. That was it. Which makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That was something that struck me as well, the word adult. Like we call it an adult shop mm. as opposed to a sex shop or a pleasure shop or a whatever. But just that term, like this is adult and everything else isn't. Do you think or, it's for the sensitivity of children maybe? That's the right, you know, if a, if a yeah. child sees adult shop, he's not going to think sex shop. But 
the way it looks from the outside, I think people will be like, oh, I know what happens. Absolutely. Kids are not stupid. They know no. what's going on in the world. That just was an interesting thing. Yeah, maybe it's… Like the, that term. Yeah. Adult. Adult. And Which some of those people are not adults that well, are engaging in exactly things. what I was going to say, that a lot of people do not approach sex from an adult point of view. Bring issues from childhood into it. And yeah. Things. Yeah. So yeah. That was just an interesting, interesting little thought because words are important. Mm. Mm. It's this whole theory that I have that language impacts on our reality enormously. Yeah. So our sensual and sexual and pleasure and emotional vocabulary is actually very narrow for most people. Right. Which means a lot of their experiences are quite narrow. Right. That's interesting. Yeah, because if you think about the fact that – think about the, the words that you would use to describe sensation. Right. Think about how many words you might know. So generally, we know kind of… Yeah, that's the thing. We know big words, like we know the surface words. Yeah. Oh, that feels good. Yeah. What does that mean? Because if I'm touching you and I'm asking you or I want feedback from you, that doesn't tell me a whole lot other than you're enjoying it. Yeah. Thumbs up, basically. High five. (laughs) There we go. But that's all. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's interesting. What does feel good mean? Is it tingly? Is it hot? Is it ticklish? Is it exciting? Is it… You know? Is it a deep feeling? Is That's it a light it. feeling? Yeah. And that becomes really interesting. That's very interesting. So we need to go under the surface of these things. And the same with our emotions. But do you think it's too, um, people keep it superficial because what, what, why? Because we're too embarrassed to talk about it? Because it's taboo to talk about it? What yeah, do you think and, it is? And we've just never gone deeply into it. Hmm. And uh, you'd think, sorry to interrupt hmm? you, but you'd think in this day and age it would be it wouldn't be something to worry. I mean, obviously, you're not going to talk about it in front of your parents and, you know, those kinds no. of situations or, or, you know, the spouse's parents, you don't mention it. But, you know, we're all adults <laughs> and we should all be able to talk about it. Yeah. So I don't understand, you know, why. But that's the thing. And if you want to expand your pleasure and if you want to expand your communication about pleasure, you need to expand the words that you use. Mm. Mm. And we need to be able to go into the... The depth of things. Yeah. And I think we fear that. Yeah. As a generalization, we're comfortable with the surface. We fear intensity and we fear the power of intensity. Right. And what's interesting is we generally have more words for negative, so-called negative emotions than we do for positive. Yeah, that is very strange. So we're much more comfortable talking about our pain then we are talking about our pleasure. It's something good. And you'd think you'd want to be able to talk about pleasure because yeah. it's, it's a and, positive thing. And you know what's interesting? Mm. Years ago, I was working in a, in a health center where there were quite a lot of psychologists in the building. It was really interesting. There was me. There were a whole lot of psychologists. There was a homeopath. And there was a colonic lady. Right. <laughs> Which was really interesting. Right. <laughs> and, it sounds uh, like a, a joke, like you're sitting me yeah, up for a joke. But it was real. <laughs> <laughs> and... When people were in my office, it wasn't a very well-insulated building. Right. When they were crying, the psychologists had no problem with that. They had no problem with the sounds of pain. That's strange. And one day, I remember on one particular day, doing two or three pleasure massages, and the noises coming from the room were very, very different. Right. They could not deal with this and put in a whole lot of complaints. You're joking. No. They don't like the sound of pleasure. No, they couldn't. It's like people can cry. That's fine. 
they couldn't handle the fact that here was somebody having pleasure or having an orgasm, whatever. And uh, this was not okay. This you should was have not told acceptable. them to sign up, come, come for a Absolutely. little lesson and let's see. This was not acceptable. That's unbelievable. Mm. But that's what we're like. But that's what society's like. We're closed off to everything. Absolutely. And they were talking about professionals that should be open to feelings and things. And it's, yeah. you know, they're not. Not Absolutely. at all. Yeah. Very, very different. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. So the words that we use need to become really important. And actually, it just, <clears throat> I never thought about this before, but sex, this is a space where sex toys could actually be quite useful mm. as a tool because if you touch, like if you take a standard sort of cock-shaped vibrator, not a not necessarily an expensive one, yeah. but if you put that on different parts of your body, it would give you very different sensations. Yeah. And that would be a really interesting way to explore sensation. Right. And to be able to communicate about it. Right. So in the crook of my elbow, in the crease of my elbow, <clears throat> just as a by the by, um, in terms of touch, body creases are more sensitive than anywhere else. Right. So spend more time on body creases. Okay. So if you put it in different parts of your body, it would give you different sensation. That would start to make you aware of the different words. Right. But you'd have to focus and you'd have to have an yeah. idea of what you, you know, I think you'd have to be in tune with what you're feeling yeah. as well, you know. But it's it's a learning process. That's very good. <clears throat> so That's really interesting. A, yeah, it's an interesting one. That mm. if you put it on your knee, you put it on your thigh, you put it on your ankle, you put it on the back of your neck, you put it on your nipple, it would feel different. Different. Yeah. And then you would react differently as and well. It, then you need to find the words to describe that. Yeah. So this is ticklish. This yeah. is this is tingly. Yeah. Ooh, this okay. is uncomfortable or yeah. this is this Whatever makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. No, mm. you're right. Um so basically you're saying technology could help your sex um vocabulary as well. Sure it could. <laughs> I mean touch can do exactly the same thing. Yeah. And we're doing a beautiful workshop tomorrow called The Lover's Touch, which is about exploring and teaching people to touch. Lovely. But essentially it could be a really interesting use mm. of, of technology for that. Because Touch is something that will always be missing if you're thinking about sex robots. That's you know? it. Um, we were talking earlier. There's oh. no, I mean, I might have mentioned it. There's no intimacy. There's no sort of foreplay with it or anything. You know, you just, it's just but to get down to business, basically. And that's one of the things that, it's one of my gripes with technology as such, mm. in that people have online relationships. It's a relationship by the definition of the word relationship, but it's not intimacy. Yeah. And to mistake that for intimacy, I think, is an issue. No, I agree completely. Mm. But that would be the complaint about technology across the board. Mm. I mean, we're not communicating properly because we're just using, you know, we're shortening our language by with SMS speak and things like that. We don't like to make phone calls anymore and speak to people. We'd yeah. rather just send a message. Um, you know, communication over email isn't sometimes we take it the wrong way it wasn't intended that way but we think somebody's being short with us so i think that's the complaint about technology not only for intimacy and maybe sex but for everything you yeah. know technology we are that society that wants everything now and quickly and done and there's no working on things and i mm. think you know where intimacy is concerned you you do need to you know you, you need to warm it up a little yeah. bit before you can get down to anything. And it's very much this instant gratification. It's exactly. Which is what porn does, um, which kind of brought up an interesting thing. I've never had webcam sex with somebody. Okay. I mean, I love sexting. Yeah. And that's, I think, oh, is, so very, much fun. is very exciting. Yeah. Um, 
With my husband, people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so much fun. Well, I was getting hopeful for a minute, <laughs> Please, Stu, can oh, I? So just a little just bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Stu won't mind. He'll send you some messages later. <laughs> I'm sure you won't mind. Okay, Stu, we can play on the phone. I, like, I'm very fond of you, so oh, I don't bless mind. Him, bless him. <laughs> but yes. um, I think he might be blushing right now. <laughs> Oh but dear. what is interesting Have you ever had I've never known about this But I'm sure it exists um, There must be like like WhatsApp sex group chats I've never heard of that But I think but there must be There must be mm. So if you have ever been involved In a WhatsApp group sex chat Let us know That'd be interesting yeah, somebody, somebody might just be there for notes On how to you know, learn yeah. a little bit Yeah, like a, a lurker in that the corner That would be very interesting But have you ever done that Even like a threesome on WhatsApp That'd yeah. be interesting. That would it be. It would work, I think, as well. It would. Yeah. Because you're not you're not actually engaging in the physical act. You're just yeah, getting but the that would be a really yeah. interesting one. Yeah. Oh, I never thought about that one before. <laughs> so if you have ever let us know. <laughs> be very interesting. Yeah. And I mean, imagine like a, a I don't know, a ten person group WhatsApp. My God. Like orgy a WhatsApp chat. orgy. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, what's orgy? Orgy, orgy app. That would be, be really interesting. Everybody, like, on their own little mission, doing their own little thing, because that's what often happens in an orgy, you know, and you move around and all these you things You say, I, you know, I don't know. Oh. I'll, I'll take your word for it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Orgies are hard work, I have to tell you. I can you. imagine that. They are. And I think, as a people pleaser... I mm. think it would be very difficult to keep everybody, ha you know, I'd be oh, walking it. around going, are you guys okay? <laughs> are you guys okay? How's it going over here? Can I get you anything? I'd be well, one of those people. Well, then they'll say, yeah, just slide down over here or get on your knees here or open your mouth there and it would be. They'd just tell me what to do. I love yeah. it. You know, oh, Playboy yeah. TV made a great series that I really enjoyed called Swing. Oh, yes. You've got to look this up if you haven't Sounds watched good. it. So it's a reality show. Okay. And the basic story is there's this mansion and they have like five or six permanent swinger couples. Oh, cool. And every episode they bring another couple in to explore their fantasies. So it fantasies. was a reality show, did you yes. say? Yes. Oh, interesting. And I think they made six seasons of it. Wow. Which was really cool. Just called Swing. Mm-hmm. And um, they interview them all the time as to what they're feeling and what's yes. happening. And I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. And even when people have lousy experiences or negative experiences, they showed that. Yeah. Which I thought was great because it was an honest yeah. show. Yeah. It's like in one show that but, but was really hectic. This one guy gets quite drunk and they show the impact of that, oh. which makes you see how important it is. Be stone yeah. cold sober. Yeah. Anyway, the one thing, this one woman who is part of, they're part of like the permanent couples and it's, and they interview these permanent couples as well, how they got into the swingers lifestyle, what it's yes. done for them. And she's sitting on a, on a bench and she's talking and she says with her partner and she says, you know, my fantasy for you is to have a woman on each of your hands, one on your face, one on your cock. And this guy looks at her and he says, God, that just sounds like so much work. <laughs> <laughs> but that's because women are good at multitasking and men aren't. <laughs> It'd be too difficult to concentrate on everything for a guy. No, I'm just teasing. You. I have to share my multitasking story. Do it. Okay. Do it. Because, by the way, multitasking is absolute crap. Our no, brains do not work I like know. that. So, but here's a story. Long time ago, back when I was involved in other aspects of life. Okay. I was at a sex club one night, and I was doing expanded orgasm with two women at the same time, one with each hand, and I got them to come at the same time, and wow. I thought this was pretty That's cool. quite an achievement. Yeah. Yeah. It was 
kind of more fun than anything okay. else. And a couple of weeks later, I was at a wedding somewhere at, at a hotel. And I was in the bathroom <clears throat> and I was weeing and I was on the phone to my daughter at the same time about oh when I had to fetch her. Okay. And this guy walked in and he was a little bit trashed. And he said, yes, but I'm amazed you can do two things at once. <laughs> and I just burst out laughing and I said to him, you should you only have no know. idea. <laughs> That's and I brilliant. Cracked myself. You have no idea, mate. Ah, oh, shame. Ah, oh, shame. That's hysterical. We actually did that in one of the theatre erotics at Sexpo. It was like the last show that we did, mm. and two women had orgasms at the same time. Wow, that's crazy. It was it must have been quite of a show as well. Absolutely. Oh, wait, wait. Here we go. Nadine, I've tried the WhatsApp threesome chat. We shared gifts and it was lots of fun going home to my boyfriend at the time as he was part of the chat. Oh, that's very interesting. That sounds really, really So was it two cool. boys, Nadine, or yeah, two we girls? Yeah, know. Yeah, which is an interesting thing. So tell us, if in your first threesome you were to have two of the same sex or two of the opposite sex, did I say that right? If you were a woman and your first threesome, would you want two, two men, men or would you want a woman and a man? If you were a man, <coughs> yeah. well, for most men it would be two women. Be two women, I don't think a lot of. Which is an interesting thing. So, guys, I have to tell you something here. If you come home to your partner and you say, I want to have a threesome with you and another woman, and she says, okay, but then I want to have a threesome with you and another man, that's where most men fall down and close the door. It needs to be fair, fair. for everybody. Mm. The same way. He wants to stick a finger up your butt, you stick a finger up his butt. <laughs> I think that's only fair. It's a fair playing field, really. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No um, question. I can't remember what I was going to say. I lost my train of thought there. Oh, finger up the got butt <laughs> Got me all like, hmm. Interesting. Uh, um, distractions are so easy. Sometimes. No, because we were talking about the swinging. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear We were talking about the swinging And now I can't remember what I was going to say Let's change the subject quickly <clears throat> So I'll tell you about a sex doll That's just been released this year Yes Her name is Solana And um, she was presented as this I mean she's actually pretty gorgeous Her mouth seems to move Her eyes blink Really pr like looks like a bit of a porn star Does she talk Huge with her boobs. mouth full Or it without her mouth no. <laughs> Well, if it's like but a voice, are big though, so I don't know if that's. If something it's a you voice chip inside, she could still talk with her mouth full because she doesn't need her mouth to talk. You're it's expecting too much of these poor sex dolls. Shame. Okay, it was two girls, myself, my friend, and my boyfriend. Oh, that's nice. Their threesome chat. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So were there pictures of yourselves, or were they just like random pictures you found that turned you on? I love Nadine. It yeah. is Nadine, hey? Yeah, I think Nadine, you're gonna come talk to us yeah. one day. <laughs> come educate me. <laughs> Oh dear This sex bot Yes Okay So the thing about it mm. Is you can remove the face I don't know what It freaks me out And it says here You can peel the face off Like a banana yeah. And then you have basically The Terminator face underneath So you can change your face You can change your oh, hair so You can put different you faces on You can put different on. faces on That's like What does that movie face off You know Yes with, with Where they swap the two around Yeah Yes 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 It's a good movie So the Brilliant movie The only thing it, I mean the question here is Are you aroused yet And it's a picture of The robot face Yeah So it's pretty scary That Sure. It's very white, plain. That's it's like just in teeth. the whole fetish realm. Oh, really? Oh, oh really? Yes. So there's there there she is. And there's the before. face being peeled off. 
Like a banana, exactly. I have like to a tell you, you know what it reminds me of? Because I spent time learning in a mortuary. And oh. during a post mortem, that's exactly what they do with faces. Really? Yeah. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Which, I mean, is Maybe its that's own, where the idea it's comes its from. own fetish. Yeah. Yeah. So she's, that's what she looks like afterwards. So she's really, you know, you could, dark hair, big lips, big eyes. It's like real she's beautiful. Stepford, I don't think so. You that's don't like think so? Stepford wise She looks like thing. a porn doll kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. There's n- like nothing human. No. That's the thing. Nothing about that would attract me because there's nothing human. Yeah. So my thing is connection. Right. That's what does right. it for me. Right. Arousal and connection for me are inextricably linked. I cannot right. just have sex with any random no. person. For no. me, it's connection and intimacy. Right. And I look at that. It doesn't even look human. That's the thing. For no. me, it doesn't even look no. my like, other, a, like a person. My other problem with these sex dolls is that... Like you say, they don't look like people. They sit yeah. with their legs open like they're manscaping, which mm. I think is horrible. You know, they sit with the legs open. And mm. I just, it, you know, you want a lady, I would think, or well, sort just of. a human being. Somebody that looks like a lady, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, so she's, she's out and about. She's on the, she's sort of on the scale. She's coming. Okay. Ha. <laughs> and um, yeah, I think you can tr- control it with your phone, and you know all that. Yeah. All that kind well, that's of stuff. the new thing. I mean, that's the the big thing at the moment is all the remote control stuff. Mm. And I actually read about a remote control vibrator that picks up stuff from the environment around you. Uh, okay. So it's not even like you just, uh, however it actually works. Yeah. So like if you're in, if you're in Santon. Yeah. It's going to pick up all the sounds of everything around you right. and vibrate to that kind of frequency. You mean like pick up a rhythm maybe or something yeah. like that? That's interesting. So think about that in um, in terms of like being at a music concert, for example. Wow. So I have to – oh, this opens world. Yay. <laughs> so think I did a sound journey this week with my friend Courtney. Okay. Who, by the way, is coming on the show next week and just bring a didgeridoo. What's a sound journey? So it's like a sound meditation. Okay, you lie right. down and they play these phenomenal array of, of Aboriginal native instruments. Okay. Like these um, sound bowls. Didgers, mouth harps, wow. drums, all sorts of And it's a meditation. Thing. Yes, you lie right. there with your eyes closed and this amazing sounds wash over you right. and through you. And I'm sure you can feel your hair stand and up. And it takes and you to this amazing. incredibly deep emotional place. Sometimes right. it's uncomfortable. Sometimes it's beautiful. Oh. Sometimes it's a total out-of-body experience. Right. right. But just think about the different places that you're in. I mean, imagine standing in the middle of town, like in sort of rush hour traffic, and there's all these cars and hooters and taxis and people. Yeah. Yeah. And all of that happening inside of you. Yeah. That's quite an interesting idea. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting. Huh. Well, you know, we're going up to Mozambique soon to okay. do an amazing retreat there with the dolphins. Imagine that in the water. But, yeah. The frequencies of that. Oh. Be interesting. Would be nice and um, calming, I think, as well. Yeah, it would be amazing mm. to see the, the frequencies. Mm. Because everything mm-hmm. in our world is energy. You know, yeah. like that's the model that I use for everything is yeah. that it's all energy and frequencies. Yeah. But you wonder about those kinds of things, whether, you know, heat and cool would affect it as well. You know, if it's, if it's, if it's judging your surroundings and, mm. and working off of that, mm. if it's too hot outside, does it cool? You know, those kinds of things. Yeah. It would be very interesting to find out. So just by the way, in terms of sensation play, if you want to do something interesting with heat and cool, get a block of ice cubes. 
Get a bowl of warm water and a cloth, like a soft face cloth, and alternate those on your partner's body. Wow. You'd see what they like and, and what they don't really like. that's really interesting. So Levinson is out there giving oral sex to a speaker. The speaker is not really responding. Dave, I think I need to teach you some things about the difference between speakers and people. <laughs> okay, so now Nadine's blushing. It started off as gifts we found on Tumblr, and then we made gifts from videos my boyfriend and I made. Then my friend started sending nudes of herself too. I'm in awe of people that can trust people this much. It's a big thing because, and we've spoken about that. Like if you send somebody a nude picture of yourself, you are opening yourself up to all sorts of But also relationships change. I mean, yeah. not that I'm saying anything about Nadine, but I'm just, I'm in awe of people that can throw mm. themselves into, you know, it's a yeah. fear thing, I suppose. Fear and there's is, also a point, you know, at which, well, fuck it, I've done it. So yeah. it's out there. Yeah. So. Oh, Nadine, I think you're going to come spend some time yeah, with us. Yeah, that sounds like it. She's great. We need to get you and Claire together. <laughs> you and Tamar together. Oh, oh goodness. my God. That's oh, just goodness. You won't get a word in edgeways. You won't get a word in edgeways. That's fine. I've but got a You know, yeah, sorry. Uh, just something that's interesting. Years ago, I read a fascinating book. It was in depth interviews with, I think, six female porn stars. Oh, wow. I think somebody actually did it as a PhD thesis. And it was their life story, how they'd gotten into porn, why. Interesting thing, they were all college-educated women. Mm. They all made this very conscious choice. Mm. And the one thing that they all said, they would absolutely recommend that as a career choice if you really wanted to. Porn? Yeah. Wow. But the one thing they said was, you have to know that from the very first moment you step in front of a camera, that is there forever. Yeah. And at some point, somebody's going to find that. And it's worse now. I mean, now it's out there just accessible yeah. for, you know, whereas before you had to go through a dig through a library and find it, yeah. you know, or so. you you happen upon it in a video shop. If any if people don't yeah. know what a video shop is, Google it. But, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. Whereas I now. Mean, there is, I know, and you probably find this online, but there is an adult shop that I drop into every now and then in Norwood. Mm -hmm. And they have the back room. Yeah. So there's like the normal shop. Yeah. And then it's still, I mean, even in a place like that, there's still the back yeah. room. And one shelf are all of these sex tapes from amazing um, movie stars and things. Really? And the last time I was there. Like home videos kind of thing or, or ones that they've done, you know. A mixture. Oh, right. But the one was, and I don't know if it's real or not, was a Jimi Hendrix sex tape. Never. So I don't know if it's real or not. You yeah. never know. But, I mean, if you think about the drugs and everything else that was involved, who knows? Who knows what people could do? So that was really interesting. Yeah, yeah. It was That's a, the scary a, thing. A Jimi Hendrix DVD. Wow. Jimi Hendrix. Different kind sex. of, different angle of Jimi Hendrix, that's for sure. Literally and figuratively. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I find, you know, that like we were saying, but nowadays it's just easy. You video it, you stream it, you can, mm. you know, you can do a live video. You well, can do whatever cam, you want. Well, the, the, the cam girl and I presume cam men and cam couple, whatever, industry, is worth billions of yeah. dollars now. Yeah. It's you know, it's, huge. People think they can just delete something or just take it off. You mm. know, once it's out there, you know, we've, we, I've spoken about digital footprint before. Mm. It's there. You Somebody's screenshotted something or kept something or downloaded it or whatever. You can't – you need to be very careful about yeah. what you're putting out there, definitely. No question yeah. of that. And this cam, this cam sex thing, it's huge in the world today. Really? And a lot of college girls are doing it to make money. Yeah. I mean, there's a hectically nasty side of it as well, where young girls, teenage girls are doing it. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. You yeah. feel like you've got no option. There's maybe. a scary documentary. It's called Hot Girls Wanted. Oh, I've I've wanted to watch that. Is it good? It's fascinating. Really? I don't know that I'd use the word good. Okay. But it is fascinating. I need to work on my vocab, remember? Okay. <laughs> so from, yes, that point of view, it's good. Okay. It is fascinating. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting, sorry. Yeah. Wow. Um, um, it really is. So it's the story of, of a young woman who goes to, she leaves home, she goes to, I think, Florida um, to get into porn. And it's how it happens. And it, yeah, it really is. It's Scary. It's mm. it's but intense. it's ter- it's terrifying how things haven't really changed. These young girls are still brought in, influenced incorrectly, you know. And um, I was watching. I can't remember what it was, but it's it's something from like nineteen twenties. And the girls, you know, don't grow up in the best home. Somehow get invited away by some charming young young man, and they were, you know, they were bribed with like cake and a hot cup mm. of tea. And then oh, this man loves me, and da 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 da. And then he just puts her in a room and you know and you just think things haven't changed no. 100 years and technology's it's still changed basic, yeah but we are doing the same things that we have done mm. all that we have is more technology mm. and more access and and easier it's easier now yeah. maybe but the thing we've got to remember in that is people haven't changed yeah that's the thing it's fascinating we you would still, think by now we would we would have you know well, this is the thing and and some people have spoken about this that that we have this huge lag between what we have available to us technologically mm. and where we are emotionally I can and believe that. ethically. Yeah. And it's one of the biggest problems in our world mm. because emotionally and ethically we are nowhere near where we are technologically. Mm. And that's it's a huge problem. But you say that about ethics, but something that's ethical to you might not be ethical mm. to someone else. So there's no, you know, we, I have this argument about Christianity all the mm. time. You know, some people don't believe in God. Some people do. But the rules that they live by to a certain extent are great, but then maybe not. You know, to other people, they're not. Those kinds of mm. things. You know, I just, it's difficult because if we had like a blanket rule for ethics or a blanket rule for, for technology or, you know, and people engaged in exactly mm. the same way they probably wouldn't life would be boring but there probably wouldn't be as many sort of shocking incidents that mm. we see every day or something will be shocking to me but not shocking to somebody else yeah. and that's you know if we all but had we don't live in this uniform world no so we have different <coughs> beliefs we have different lifestyles mm. we have different ways of of half the people are just trying to survive every day you yeah. know i'll tell you an interesting story years ago it was the first time i was on live TV talking about sex. Mm. And it was supposed to be a show about what was good or bad about porn. Right. And they were supposed to have the South African porn star called Nina who was on the show. Yeah. And a firebrand priest who was violently oh anti-porn. And that I must was, have been interesting. And I was supposed to be the moderating influence. Was, you were keeping them at bay. That's right. It. And at the last minute, the priest said, he's not coming. Oh, sure. Um, so the whole thing kind of collapsed, and they found some other priest who was, he had a congregation in Alexandra. Yeah. In the township. Right. And we're talking quite a long time ago. Right. And he walked in and he said, his first sentence destroyed the whole thing because he said, I don't care about porn, I care about keeping kids off the streets. All right. That was like the end of the whole thing. Yeah. But what, what You need to be a bit more passionate. If we're going to do an hour segment, you it. need to be able to talk about it. So what was funny about the, the porn star, she was wearing this. Like almost dress. Okay. And so um, she was trying to be prov- provocative, trying to provoke something. Absolutely. Yeah, right. Good for and her. And she was supposed to do at the end of the show a Sharon Stone flash. Oh, right. And whether she did or didn't, I don't remember. But I do remember the sound guys couldn't wait to mic her up because <laughs> it had to go like under her dress. 
And I do remember as well. Oh my goodness! The um, her husband was there, who was her manager, right? And the other presenter of the show was trying to bait him because when the whole thing collapsed, it was like, "What do we do now?" Yeah. And she was trying to bait the husband into, "Well, what's the difference between being a manager and a pimp kind of thing?" Right. Anyway, I did some research for this show. Not fair, really, but okay, fine. And um, I was trying to find a definition of pornography. Right. So the interesting thing was the United States Supreme Court has heard more obscenity cases than any other legal body. Wow. Um, you know, people bringing books and movies that they wanted deemed right. obscene. Right. And um, I guess in South Africa we were pretty much the same, except there was this blanket. Everything was banned for right. stop. Right. And there was no definition of what constituted something obscene. And what they came up with was this phrase, prevailing community standards. Right. Which meant every community, so think about has like, a different like Dane Fern down the road here yeah. has a reputation of being a community with a lot of swingers. Right. What would be acceptable? But high standards, I think. Well, maybe. You know, yeah. But what would be acceptable in Dane Fern might not be acceptable in Bloomfield. Definitely not. I don't think so. <laughs> Listen. In a little conservative <laughs> little town, you never know what goes you, on. But you shock me continuously. I mean, I think I think they're going to be all these Enrique cat goers, and it's no, not that no, no, at all. Because no, 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 no. when you've got nothing else to do. <laughs> I suppose, I suppose. But what I was going to say is completely different but similar. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just recently on a course, um, dancing. I teach a bit of dancing, so I was on a course there, and we had a teacher here from the UK. Yeah. And it came up about um, we obviously sometimes video the kids so we can remember the dancers or send it to them so they can remember it those kinds of things and she was saying in the UK it's look I mean they're extreme but it can be having videos of the children that mm. you teach on your phone can be considered as, as some sort of you know child pornography yeah. not as extreme as that but it's why do you have these things and you can't explain it away and I just think but for me it's a teaching tool you know I do need it I'm not gonna oh. I teach millions of kids every millions I wish I teach a lot of children and I don't remember from one day to the next what I did with them last mm. week you know or, or what I did with them yesterday because it's so varied I teach 10 year olds and 16 year olds and three year olds so mm. it's those that's the worry is that you are doing something innocent, but to yeah. somebody else it's extremely. Well, in a way, it's kind of we've thrown the baby away with the bathwater. Totally, <clears throat> totally. We've gone too extreme and it's just too much yeah. now, you know? you know. And I become, and a lot of people who work in the same field as I do, yeah. become a victim of this in a way simply because we are trying to put out educational content, helping people have better sex, more pleasure. Uh, more intimate and fulfilling and relationships. Smut, basically. That's it. And there are so many places that we are banned. We post YouTube videos mm. that is me talking. Yeah. And Don't I'm, tell me you've been kicked off of YouTube as we well. We haven't been kicked off, but we post a video every week. Yeah. So here's the ad for the Eros Life SA YouTube channel. Go right. watch. There's so much cool stuff there. Right. But there are videos that at least once a month that are flagged and we need to, um, Question mm. their decision. That's crazy. But I remember we had a discussion about a post you put up about massage on Facebook. And it was just about intimacy. And it, that was also flagged as, why are you on that site then? Why are you part of that yeah. group? Is it just to stir? Is it just, you know, are you trolling? That kind of stuff. Yeah. And we were, I was talking about this with my daughter this morning. That, mm. um, for example, a journey about ayahuasca mm. 
is absolutely fine today. And mm. we were talking this morning about, about venues, that there are venues that will not allow me to teach there, regardless of what I'm teaching. So I can be teaching, like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, we did this incredibly beautiful introduction to tantric massage. On the wow. course were two sisters. Oh, wow. They wanted to come learn. And they're partners. Good for them. They came with each other. There was no genital touching in it, and they learned some beautiful, beautiful things. I bet they have partners now. <laughs> there were couples. There were singles. It was this total mixture of people. Right. And in the past, when I have spoken to certain venues and says, this is who I am, this is what I want to do, we don't do those kind of things Yeah. And these are spiritual venues. Yeah, I know. But if I phoned them up and I said, I want to come do an ayahuasca journey there, they'll say, oh, that's okay. Yeah, I know. And we've put sex in this place that is so separate from everything else. Mm. And you have to look at these people and say, well, don't they have genitals? Don't they have sex? Or is like from the middle of their thighs to their waist, it doesn't exist. But it's taboo. That's the problem. Mm. We can't talk about it. We can't, you know, you're embarrassed to, you, you, you know, you know what it's mm. like. You're watching something and then people are kissing or having sex on the TV. Your parents walk in and you're like, ah, 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 you know, that mm. you, you can't, you, you just cannot be out there. You cannot be seen doing it or talking about it. I mean, you know, it's, it's those kinds of things. Which is, and this is the gap and that's, it's a lot of why we have the kind of, of of sex that we have mm. and where so much of the abuse does exist mm. because it's never been brought out into the open. Which is why there's a need for sex dolls and that kind of industry, you know, because people are not, they can't do what they want to do with or they don't feel comfortable to do what mm. they want to do with their partner or they don't have the partner that they want, you know, or, or don't have a partner at all it's and just stop. need to, yeah. Yeah. And there's a place for that. Um, and it would just be wonderful for people to be able to be more authentic. Right. You know, my friend Galen Fuss in America is a, a therapist who specializes in fetish and kink. Oh, right. And he coined a term, sexual authenticity disorder, which most people in our world suffer from simply because we are not sexually authentic. Right. We don't share our fantasies. We don't share our desires. We repress them. But why? Are we too embarrassed? Why don't we share them? Why are we not sharing? Because of the fear of judgment. Right. And the rejection that comes from that. That's the thing. It's not the judgment, yes, but the rejection. Hmm. So if you and I are in a relationship and I say, okay, baby, this is what I want to do tonight. And shock horror. Yeah. Never mind the shock horror, but the fact that you might walk out the door and never yeah. come back. But then that person is probably not the right person They're for not, you. not, but we can't often see beyond that because the fear of that is too great. Yeah, and we're so desperate to hang on to someone. It, maybe it was difficult to find That's this it. person in the first place. That's it. And the shame of being judged for what we feel is mm. enormous. Yeah. It's sad for people, really. To, it is. To live like it, that, I think. Yeah. And people struggle, and that's why when people embark on a sexual journey, mm. it causes enormous upheaval mm. in lives and relationships. So what would you sort of recommend to do if that's, you know, would you call in someone like you to help the process of introducing it possibly? Or Yeah, you need to learn how to do that. Mm. And the bottom line of the understanding is, and this is a real bottom line, is at some point that might be 
a big enough thing that ends a relationship. Right. And that's the truth. Right. But it comes down to living authentically. And then it comes down to not only sexual authenticity, but emotional authenticity and life authenticity. Mm. You know, think about how many people are in jobs that they absolutely hate. Or I think authenticity everywhere. Nobody's yeah. authentic on Instagram. Everybody's playing these games and yeah. being somebody they're not, you know. So Facebook, Instagram, anywhere. So it becomes across our lives. Dinner with your friends. You're telling them one story. Meanwhile, at home, it's a different thing. And when you become authentic, your life changes. Mm. I'm sure there must be such a relief or, or such a release from it's, it. It's enormous because we carry so much armor, so many masks, mm. and we spend so much energy holding all of that in place. And when we let it go, it's like, oh, yeah. I can breathe. Yeah. But it changes your life because people leave jobs. They leave relationships. Yeah. Um, and if we taught our children authenticity from the beginning, we would give them the opportunity to create a very, very different mm. world. Because you're not giving power to insecurity then. No. Yeah. And a lot of that is this judgment, the fact that I have to be a certain way. I have to live a certain life. I have to live in a certain place. I have to drive a certain car. Everything around that. Instead of saying, well, wait a minute, what's really important? Yeah. Yeah. I think um, you were saying about relationships. I think it's very, people are often shocked when a relationship just suddenly comes to an end. A husband turns around mm. and says he doesn't want to be with his wife anymore or vice versa. And I think you, you do you do wonder how much stuff have they been harboring for and how for how long Yeah, have they been miserable? Because also people come across as really happy and then suddenly, boom, uh-huh, it's over. doors, it's different totally. Story. totally. And the sad thing is if we learnt a whole lot about relationships and about communication, a lot of that could be different. Mm. So I've been writing about that a little bit this week and I've said that relationships and pleasure are the part of life that we are most inadequately prepared for. Right. Because we have no skill. Yeah, that sounds about right. And we're expected to just get it right. Yeah. And that is, it's impossible. And what right examples do we have? Nobody's doing it Generally, we have our parents. Right. We have what we see from family, what we see from friends. They might get it right or they might not. They might be happy or they might not. But Mm. because somebody has been together for 50 years does not mean they're happy. No. A lot of people are just fucking miserable yeah. and they'll stay just getting there on with it because they don't know what else to do. Yeah. And yeah. there's enormous fear if a woman hasn't worked, for example, and after 30 years, that came up with me late recently with a client, Aww. 30 odd years of marriage and all of a sudden her kids leave home and she realizes she is so unhappy Yeah. and terrified to leave mm. because of what it means. Yeah. And so many people are like but that. But then you're facing the reality then, aren't you? You, you? Like in her case, it's obviously right in her face now. But she knew that years ago. Did she? And never did anything about it. Because oh, we know mm. and we tell ourselves the most amazing amount of lies. Mm. There's a wonderful saying. There's an incredible spiritual teacher called Adyashanti mm. who says that enlightenment is a destructive process. Right. It has nothing to do with happiness. It's about the taking away of illusion to see what is. It's very clever. It takes courage to do that Mm. because then you're really faced with what is in your life. Yeah. And 
then you see where you've gotten yourself. Mm. There's always a choice. Is it easy? No, it's not. Yeah. But it's there. We have a, I have a big thing about I don't like to settle for things. If, it's, if I'm not comfortable with it, if it's not exactly how I want it, and it might sound bossy or picky or any of those things, but I just know I'm going to make yeah. myself miserable. Just, you know, you, there's no way you can I'm just I'm working carry with on. a lot of women and men at the moment who are in that same position. Yeah. And like something comes along and it's okay. Should yeah. I settle for it? Yeah. And I'm not... A great one. But I find that with relationships. Don't settle. And at my age and younger than me, you know, people hit their 30s. I need to find someone, get married and have kids. doesn't matter who it is. And I think you're going to be miserable for the rest of your life. Don't do that. No. No. Definitely not. Nadine, we want to hear more from you. Tell us. (laughs) I've also found prices of um, sex dolls if you want. Tell us quickly. There's one here for £7,735. Oh, so what's that? That's about... That's like what, like nearly one hundred and twenty thousand rand or something. She comes with artificial intelligence. <laughs> that's an I articulated think that's the key. skeleton, <laughs> customizable <laughs> hair. She has eyes and skin color. No, I'm kidding. You can customize her hair, her eyes, and her skin color, as well as other bits. It says in brackets. <laughs> oh dear. So yeah, you link her to the internet, and um, I think you can. Update her software. She can email you. You can email her. All those kinds of things. Seven thousand pounds. Mm. I could think of so many other things mm. to do. There's one for four thousand. Oh, it's cheapies. Five. Yeah. Cheapies. Yeah. Oh, the one we were talking about earlier looks like she's two thousand five hundred. Oh, that's like bottom of the range. Pounds. Yeah, yeah, and she's the one you can peel her face off and put it back together again. Everybody can have one for two <laughs> It's like Oprah. You can take one. You can have one. You can. Everybody's getting one. That would be one. hilarious at the end of a TV show. <laughs> Everybody gets a sex doll. Well, imagine just standing in front of a show and like throwing all these vibrators and oh, sex toys and things out into the We audience. should suggest it to Ellen. Absolutely. <laughs> That would be so oh, fantastic. So, yeah. So, they are pricey, but I suppose if that's what you're looking for. Yeah, and you're saving yourself on dinners and things like that. You're going to pay for your pleasure. To woo uh, another woman. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Claire, this has been so much fun. Are we done? Do you know what? It is almost 11 o'clock. Never. That I can't amazing. believe that. Okay, thank you for having so me. So, we definitely have to... We need two hours next time. We, absolutely. We need to do this again. <laughs> get to the tech. <laughs> Which is really cool. A pluviophile is somebody who gets turned on by rain. Oh really? Yes. I was going to say sunshine. Yeah. Well, but I'm too. You see, I'm too scared. There we go. <laughs> turn on by rain, which is beautiful. Wow, that is beautiful. Six in the rain, nude in the rain. Absolutely also, the awesome. the sound of it's mm. beautiful. So yeah. Wow, yes. that's lovely. So cool workshop coming up on the 13th of March. I'm doing something I haven't done before: an introduction to spiritual sexuality. What is spiritual sexuality? What does that actually mean? And how do you create those experiences? So it's a talk workshop. There's no nudity. There's no sex. It's on the website, www.eroslife.co.za. And what are you going to learn from it? What spiritual sex is. Okay. How you start to create those experiences. What the power of intention is. um, A little bit about sexual energy. Right. And what you can do with that. Okay. Is it for couples or singles? Or? Both. Oh, interesting. For both. Okay. So that is really awesome, and I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and all other workshops we have are on the website, eroslife.co.za. Check out our YouTube channel. Really cool stuff there. 
And I wish you all so much pleasure. This is cliffcentral.com.